Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listening to Black Cast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes app put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listening to Black Keep up on comics and movies New phone ring, I answer hoodies I can't talk, call back if you please Listening to Blackcast You don't know what you are missing Damn fine show hosted by Christian He's just dope, no ass I'm kissing Listening to Blackcast Click subscribe on this podcast You won't be the first, but don't you be last Listen while you pumping your gas Listening to Blackcast on this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listening to Blackcast. Met this girl, she smiled in my face. Blackcast insulated my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listening to Blackcast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Blackcast on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't tripping. Listening to Blackcast. Point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Lithgow. Listen in the Black Cast. Oh yeah, that's the Black Cast. It's on the Ghost Twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV. That's right. That's that guy, Christian. You rock. Alright, several Texas had to go take care of some business, but I'm here to say, have a nice day, and listen to the damn show. Welcome to the Blackcast. Oh my goodness, it's been so long since we have assembled both myself, Jeff DeRay, hey, 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 and hey. Will Sterling. We just established that we're eating snacks when we record this so I can eat while we... No, while but we it sounds really bad to people listening with earbuds in. I don't care about that. I just think of it... I, I don't care about that. Here's what you need to lean into. Ooh. Oh, look. Wait, some... let me do one, too. Just Popeye eating a can of spinach. Anyway, here we are. Talking uh, some Blackcast talk. Now, maybe you listen to the Blackcast. Um, and <laughs> maybe if you're, you're just discovering the Blackcast. Yeah. And you want to know who we are. Four episodes in or whatever it is. <laughs> if Let you me... accidentally clicked yeah. in. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Maybe you enjoy one of the three of us from other things where you hear our name. I don't yeah. know. Will, do you do you chime in on any of the shows that you produce? Not really. You used to on different yeah, yeah, yeah. shows, but yeah. now currently not. No. Uh, Jeff, are you known from any of the shows you produce? Uh, I might end up being, if anybody listens to it, known from the prison show because I keep being on that one. When is that, that you release? Could, is it out? There's two episodes out so that we could see more, or two or three episodes out now, I think, so we could see more legit, the first two for interviews, and then one on a Sports Illustrated betting article that he did. Okay. Uh, and then we're supposed to be working on shit now, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's one. out there. I'm out there. It's on that, but I doubt anyone is gonna know me from that. so we're right back to me being the most famous one of the three of us which is the way it should be if you know me from the dennis miller option tuesdays and thursdays from westwood one welcome to the black cast i'm definitely eating on this podcast now. oh you already have again do you want to do it into the mic no do it because i was gonna say before lean the more into you it. promote yourself and say you're the most famous one you're like mike so you're trying to think that you're I'm more famous to have the wiltaraj you're supposed yeah, to be part of my the, crew where is the goddamn wiltaraj it's coming he's being Still? like jesus oh, this is just like Michelangelo in The Secret of the Ooze yeah, yeah. when he's mounting down hey, Mike, on the Butterfingers. Crunch a little louder. I can still hear in this ear. <laughs> and then he just goes, 
Now, some of our regular listeners might have been like, oh, man, we're we're really hearing that listening to Blackcast song a lot again. Here's the reason for oh, that. Oh, my favorite song. I haven't talked about this. Listening in the to Blackcast. Uh, in all the years of the Blackcast, so uh, let's see, seven years now, uh, 363 oh episodes, we received our first uh, complaint, <gasps> copyright violation, no! from Universal Music. It was for episode 306, which was our Into the Spider-Verse, and I made the mistake that I think I used uh, too current and too popular of a song. How much so, music, though? Uh, it was a minute, so that's too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which one was it? Uh, what's the one that he's in? He's like, hey, hey, hey. Sunflower? Hey, sunflower, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used that one. What's the one where he's like, hey, Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. He's such a dad. Well, <laughs> what's the one where he goes like, la, 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 I don't know what any of that shit is. Proving my theory. Yeah, that is my theory. You're my father. Yeah. So, uh, so that episode got taken down, and I can repost it. I've taken the music out, but I now I have the strike on SoundCloud. If I get another strike, then you can't download the episodes anymore. Oh. You can only stream them. If I get a third strike, they're just going to delete my account. Whoa. Whoa. So now I'm like, oh, I think I should. Make them all private or something. How many episodes are up there with copyrighted music? Almost all. Well, no, that's not true. So there, it's like starts with one twenty one. Universal Music loves to do nothing more than crush. Look, that's the thing. I'm like, if you look at that episode, it has like maybe five hundred listens. Yeah, and it's from like a year plus ago. Year ago, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So if they found that, they're gonna find anything else. That's so crazy. I like. And I was just like, I couldn't book, but I just can't believe. Like, I can understand. A big be, podcast. It's basically like a robot doing this. Now, yeah, it is. That's a hundred percent. There's not an a algorithm. Yes, that's probably like. And then they just fucking send you a form. Yeah, and it just auto like that's so, not a person. Honestly, there's just a room of you, lawyers like what the fuck? If you literally like tweak the music the pitch. at all, the pitch I have the music, done that before. They'll they won't be able to identify. Yeah, it but then I also feel yeah. like Suckers. if I put. The listening to Blackcast, even just a little bit of it at the beginning, I don't think they're going to find it. They're not going to go through the whole episode, no, that's right? That's probably true. Are they just going to check the beginning, you think? No, the algorithm looks just for these things like within the content of a thing. So like, okay. I think that they can find it in the but show. But it, it's probably going to stick out more if it's at the beginning or end. That's true. I oh, so I shouldn't put it at the end either. Well, I made that mistake a couple weeks ago. I made a little funny. Instagram movie with Dave years ago. Sure. And I wanted to use this piece of score. Uh, from the movie The Big Sick, very obscure. Ah, oh, uh, like that movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I'm Bill a score. He's the man. Yeah, he is. But I like I'm a score sure collector. Sure is Jack now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm a score collector. I like movie scores. So like this movie score by Michael Dana, I think did the score or somebody. Like okay, like I downloaded this score song that fucking nobody knows. It's not like I use a Post Malone song. <laughs> and I couldn't upload the video. It was 60 seconds of my fucking dog rolling around and being stupid. Uh, they were like, no, it's copyright. And I was like, okay, suck my dick. So I altered the pitch just like up an octave. And yeah. they were like, we don't know what this is. It's fine. And it's still <laughs> up because they're idiots. Yeah. And science <laughs> so, goes to show that if you play God, you succeed. <laughs> so if I were to... <laughs> Sounds about right. I, so if I were to go through, like, 
I could go and I could alter the audio. I could alter the music, the yes. intros. I could cut music out. Here's what you should do. That's a, you... Oh, that's so much fucking effort. I would rather just like either delete them or make no. them private. We have to make – we have to actually end up putting more effort in because anything that you need to replace, we just have to sing it ourselves. Yeah. So just go, hey, hey, hey. And then go, hey, 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 hey. Is there even a song that we all know? Like the words to? Um, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Boom, 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 that's boom. not a. That's I'm not doing the, the backing words. music. Oh. Well, what are we? The pentatonics? Yes. Yes. Jeff does all the bass stuff. He does the boom, beatboxes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I do the. No, beatbox. I do the high stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll sing every episode. Will just be, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." That's me. I'm doing a try. This is the perfect. In- this is a perfect impression of a triangle. Oh, my favorite part of that song, The Sound of Silence, is that loud triangle. <laughs> I, um, anyway, I couldn't believe that that happened. Not that it happened to me, but it's because, like, like, why are they coming after they're us? They're after us. Like, what do we do? We don't, nobody, we don't charge anybody money. We don't have All that money you don't make on this. Yeah, I spend yeah. money on the fucking show. And then I'm just like, ah, oh, it's. I'm just, I don't know. It was just like, oh, should I just have like the two most current episodes up and then build from there? Because like, now I'm getting rid of, I'd be getting rid of 240 plus episodes if I did that. I would. It, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we should just start the blackcast over anyway. No, no. We got to go back no. to number one. No Pretend fucking, like no, it. no. No new 52. New 52. <laughs> We're not doing new 52. We're going to do black point. But then. <laughs> But then I, wait, 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 wait. now you're talking. Zoom, wait. Professor Zoom kills your mom. But and Jesus, it would well, actually—that's the premise of Flashpoint. Well, I know, but, but that's dark. it would actually be really cool if we did like reboot the podcast for like a hundred episodes, and then Doctor Manhattan came in, and it was really him who rebooted the podcast. By the way, talking about comic book related things, which we're going to get to eventually, that frustrated me. Doomsday Clock, unsurprisingly. A big one of those frustrations. Well, didn't the Doomsday Clock have to uh, be paused for a few months because everything started shipping late? It went to every other month. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be released within a year, and it took uh, like two years. Yeah. Is it over? Is it it's done? It's done. Yeah. It, was it bad? I've already given it all away. I donated a bunch Didn't of like old it? comics. Oh, fuck that story. It became... I knew this about this six six issues in. It's well written. It's drawn really beautifully. Like it would have been interesting if it had actual repercussions in that DC Rebirth movement, which was supposed to like spawn that. Like that was all supposed to go together. Wait, Spawn was going to be in the DC universe? <gasps> yeah. Sick. Yeah. That would sweet. But only Michael J. White version of Spawn <laughs> and John Leguizamo as the as the clown. Yes, please. Yeah. The Violator. Um, <laughs> Actually, I think Trump could do a pretty. He wouldn't even need makeup. Uh, it's me. I'm the violator. Okay, not the vindicator, <laughs> not the the velociraptor, but the violator. Or so the voracious I eater. Yeah, they call me the violator because I grab him by the pussy. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, and yeah, we, we we yeah, that's a whole. No, other so no, no, so Doomsday Clock disappointing. Um, this is the way Doomsday Clock ends. This is the way Doomsday Clock ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. And I knew that that was going to be the way it ended after the sixth issue when they went to, like, before that, when they were like, we're going to every other month. I was like, oh, fuck. That's this. This is that. What and then that- Dark Knight's Metal came out, and then Scott Snyder, like, that was huge. And then they basically let him do his thing for, like, rewriting the 
way the universe worked and it was good and interesting that like by the time Dr. Manhattan showed up in like the second or third to last issue and then he and Superman met each other in the last issue, you were like, none of this, well, I know that none of this matters and it's not canon even. They were like, oh yeah, it's just like a, it's like a sort of, it's like sort of tangentially related to. to oh that. no, yeah, I don't like that. Where no. you think like. No, they oh, bailed on it because Scott Snyder's stuff ended up being so popular, and rightfully so. It's well written. He's a good writer, but like the Jeff Johns, I mean, was their like golden child for so long, and then they had a lot of executive positions there at DC, and like that was his like big rebirth brought Wally West back, and everybody knows how much I love Wally, so like I was happy about that, but that whole story has zero like zero consequence in the universe it just doesn't matter like you could read it if you wanted to just like read this weird obscure watchman characters and dc characters like mashup because now technically they're part of the same universe but i don't even know if they're going to use them like it's such a such a waste see here's i think what it comes down to a lot of times with contemporary comics and this isn't just dc this isn't just this isn't just marvel a lot of times i'm like yeah, I could probably pick that up and I could I could check it out. And, you know, like they did like a, a big like House of X and Powers of X. I'm like, you know, yeah. or instead yeah. of that, maybe I would just rather like read older stories I've never read. Like, like you know, it's sort of interesting, like, oh, the Doomsday Clock. You know what I'll do instead, though? I'll read the uh, trade paperback of Crisis on Infinite Earths Great. that, Great that Jeff Winstead gave me. Yeah. Uh, ages ago. Still good and still relevant. Like that's yeah. still a major part of canon. Yeah, so I would much rather read that, uh, but it, but that also extends with I'd probably rather reread old comics that I already had. But then there's just also like, look, there's a. Did you read those Aquaman comics? Uh, yes, but I have not returned them. Oh, they're in a pile. I held on to your Dark Phoenix comics for a while. So. Yeah, but it's I've okay. had these longer now. So, <laughs> but if I give them to you, are you going to just give them away? Like you said, you no. Donated. I kept a couple run, and I kept titles that okay I really valued and I really liked. I gave away stuff that like I've just. Like, I just like to read the stories, and I kind of refuse to go digital, so I suppose it's technically a waste. But I donated them. My girlfriend helped me, like, donate them to some LGBTQ center in Washington, D.C., so a lot of nice. queer nerds get to read comics, and I'm like, that's great. I'm happy about that. I uh, I like digital for, like, older stuff, you know, because it's like, sure. oh, do I want well, to do find. I want to buy, like, That's why I kept my Spider-Man, Netflix DVD like, for a long time. So I could watch Oh, the, the DVDs. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, I understand people keeping Netflix DVD because there's so much stuff that's not on Netflix right. that you're like, oh, but you could get it if you had the, the DVDs. DVDs. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the DVDs, but it's just because I have so much stuff I want to watch. I guess that's not comparable, but my way I thought it was comparable was like on the flip side, it's like it's you can get the digital access. Like it costs more if you tried to buy the actual right. print. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody else watch any or hit? You, I'm sure you never did, but do you ever watch any of the Dragon Ball shows? Like Dragon yeah. Ball Z? Of course, or Dragon Ball Z. I was obsessed with. Nice. Yeah, I was too old. I was in college. So I there. Yeah, but you were still watching the fucking X Men cartoon in college because it's the best cartoon VHS. of all time. All right. Well, that's what I said about Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid. Was so. it really? It, would, it, would you watch it run? now? Because I would watch no, X Men series no, right it's now. It's obnoxious as fuck. I tried. <laughs> it's really annoying. It takes too long. <laughs> Uh, Dragon Ball Z, more like obnoxious AF. I'll take my, uh, I'll take my answer. There was a fake sequel show called Dragon Ball AF. Funny enough. Really? Wait, no, there was not. Yeah. Fake, fake show. Like fans had created like what characters would look like after GT, which is also like not improved. I feel like you wanted to make a point, which is now retconned. I feel like you wanted to make a point about Dragon Ball Z. I just brought it up because I've been, I, so I watched the new series that they had. Dragon Ball Super. 
that they had up through the new thing. It's interesting, but it's also like silly, like all things are like that. Yeah. Uh, and so then I'd finished that and I was like, hmm, I don't know if I ever really watched the original show, Dragon Ball. So I just started. I didn't. I've been watching that. And it's funny because it's like those shows are good for me because it's the kind of show I can just put on and have like just cycling through and half pay attention and yeah. get everything I need yeah, out of it. Half the fucking episode, they're like powering up. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, so I've been watching that and it's really funny, but it's such a fucked up, sh- like horrible, horrible show in so many ways. But it's for children. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so where do I start? But emotionally, it's that's accurate. Yeah, it's fun. But uh, <laughs> the so Goku, the main character, um, constantly having his pants pulled off, and we're seeing his drawn tiny boy animated penis. Yep, I used Wait, to get for the, reals. Yes. Yeah, like, but not just like a couple times, like all constantly. The time. Can I you send read... me the time code for that? I want to obviously lobby a complaint because I think that's <laughs> yeah. inappropriate. In in connection with our last episode, um, I used to read the manga of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and that was there all the time. I was like, why are they showing this little kid's dick all the time? Big <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And it's then weird. there's all the other stuff. And Bulma's that's in like it. in her underwear all the time, and there's that's like the so there's thing. like this and eight year old that penis she's kid, sixteen, and Master Roshi was like three hundreds, constantly yeah. staring at her tits, what and you're like, fuck? what is happening in this show? Fucking anime. Why man. are they pulling this sixteen year old girl's shirt down or her pants up, and this old man his nose is bleeding because he's wild looking at it? Is how anime is like such a weird reflection of like like emotional and sexual repression within Japanese culture where they're like, well, there's, there's so, so much like tentacle rape. They're yeah. so like, ahead on certain things, just like how Europe might be right in certain yeah. ways. But then every culture has their weird, like, like PDA in Japan is like only just now, like becoming an okay thing in turn. Like, I mean, I can't presume to like speak on behalf of Japanese culture. I'm not Japanese, so it's not fair, but what there's just, they have problems just like any other country, but it's weird to see their, repression uh, of those things bring itself out in manga and anime in really fucking weird ways <laughs> yeah. for decades now. Like this has been happening since like the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah. Where you're like, Oh, like tentacle rape kind of stuff. Yeah, it's no, like, there's so much of that. Oh, like like that I only know about it because a friend new. of mine uh, who I used to work with after we worked together, his next job was working for, I don't know, some, video production company where they dubbed Japanese anime and he did voices for one for of hentai? those yeah for <laughs> one of those scenes where like there's these guys are watching so he's not like the tentacle monster raping a girl but it's like these guys watching it and getting off on it so he did like a voice for it and I was just like Wait, what? And what then it's then, but I, I, I in the what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, get her. Like, oh, that's hot. Or, I don't know, like, take, <laughs> get her. No, no, it's more like guy. it's like this is hot. it's like it's hot. Or, oh, I'm know. getting a boner. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Oh, but it, but instead oh, it's this bo- makes me horny. It's, wow. Instead it's wow. It's boner. We should masturbate together. Boner <laughs> Hello, we should masturbate together. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) I am masturbating. So I have a a group of friends who went to high school in Japan. Uh, And so I talked to them about it. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, that's a thing. So I learned about that like about 20 years ago. Yeah, in high school. And they were just like, they were like, oh, yeah, no, no. It's a, and because like their actual porn, I guess you can't show genitals. You don't show pubic hair. It's blurred out. So it's like, let's have this violent rape of school. It's always school girls. They're always in the uniform. And if it's animated, it's fine. Apparently. You got to blur out the genitalia. I remember like, 
because I was a kid and I was into anime, when I was like going through Beauty, I was like, I'm going to watch tons of Japanese porn. And I was right. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all, it's all blurred out and stuff, right? I can just imagine like 16 year old Bill can get, you got me. Ah! Shut up. I got stuff to do. What is with the blurs? Why is it blurred out? Because I was, you know, understandably hey, not hey. a. But they don't blur out them titties. Am I right or am I right? Uh, no. You are right, actually. They, <laughs> yeah. don't. they yeah. just show them to old men and have their nose bleed on the invisible men thing. so you can find them. Jeff, how many times, but honestly, how many times has this happened to you where you My see, nose has bled yeah. and I've seen tits? Yeah. I can't think of a single time. I do, really? I do use a nosebleed gif every once in a while. When, like, <laughs> if my buddy sends me something that's like, like, listen, we've traded pictures of like, Hot girls in the past, and we'll send each other like a Master Roshi gif of like a nosebleed because yeah. it's like that girl's super hot. See, that's fun. but they are appropriate. I don't believe age, I, I've ever received a, a, a text of a hot girl from you. I'll send in you fact, right you're now. supposed to take over the black cast. Yeah, this uh, is after Instagram divorce. account, and now I've already been in one relationship, and now I'm in a new relationship. So, yeah, but know. you can still post pictures know. of hot girls to the black cast account. Yeah, girls love that. No, there has never been a hot girl posted the Black Cat's Instagram account. I mean, there's pictures of Zia, but like I said, there's Here, no I'll hot show girls. You, I'll Ooh. show you a picture of the girl that I usually send to I want to someone friend. to tweet at her that I said that. And she'll be like, yeah, it's true. And uh, Will doesn't like our dynamic. What? The, Mine and Zia. You really don't like it, actually. What's wrong with you and Zia? No, you don't like our dynamic because I, I'll call her things like hoary cunt face. Yeah. yeah I, see, that you don't like. I, you weren't there that day. I'm not a oh, woman. Oh, but you watched it on TV. Yeah. I'm not a woman, so I can't say, you know, and Zia can, you can, you know, if you guys have your thing, you have your thing. But, like, I, uh, yeah. Do you have to, or you have a Master Roshi bloody nose? Reaction. Uh, nah, man, I my nose out. isn't gonna bleed, but <laughs> although my penis is bleeding, <laughs> white <Yes>. blood, <laughs> white blood cells. Yeah. You must have AIDS. I don't. Okay, <laughs> let's not let's not do that at all. <laughs> hey, baby, can you spare some T cells? <laughs> Eight hundred. Are you gonna leave this? Or are you gonna <laughs> cut it out? Just, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we don't cut it out. We just didn't post the the second Christmas special. This is all fine. <laughs> I did have something that I cut out of uh, the Christmas episode that I did post, which I can't say right now. I'll tell you what it was. It was like it was funny in my head. And when I listen back, I'm like, no, that's not gonna be understood. Oh, you said it. I said something. So yeah, I mean, did you I get that? I don't remember. No, no, this is in the the other the first episode. Gotcha. It's the one thing I cut out, and I'm like, oh, that that no, that didn't play the way it was supposed to. You laughed, but if Jeff laughs, that doesn't mean yeah, that, that doesn't is appropriate. Mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll laugh at anyway, a lot of awful things. We were talking about things that we can be disappointed by. Yeah. Uh, one, Japanese porn. Yeah. Two, Doomsday Clock. Yes. Three. A movie that now, if you go and see it, it is called Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Yes. They've retitled the film. In in ticket selling places, yeah. But they're not reposting like posters and shit. Is no. this going to be like another Live, Die, Repeat? Yes, exactly. It's basically what did they end up calling Live, Die, Repeat? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's the that was the original Ed- title. Edging yeah. Tomorrow. On no, my- I thought Live, Die, Repeat was the working title. No. Oh, it's the other way That's, around. Edge yeah. of Tomorrow was what it released with. And yeah. then the tagline was die, "Live, repeat, die, repeat." Until it, By the became way, like both, the new title. Both when of I those titles, both of those titles would be great James Bond titles. 
Live die repeat. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Edge of tomorrow. Totally. You're right. You're totally Live die repeat. They should do live die repeat for the next one after this one. Because right now he doesn't have time to die. Oh, or repeat. You're talking about when Idris Elba is James Bond. Yeah. Yes. I'm a Bond. I'm a Bonder. <laughs> I'm a Bonder. Copper. My name's Luther. Luther Bond. Uh, All right, Gov. All right, what were we saying? Oh, uh, Birds of Prey. The book that it's based on is actually a Japanese book. Wait, Birds of Prey? No. I repeat? Edge of Tomorrow slash oh, Love tomorrow. I Repeat. It's a Japanese book I called... Do they show pubes in it? I don't, I don't know. It's a book. There's no picture. <laughs> Do they play flutes in it? Do they, do they wear little underswears in it? It's like, it's like a novel, Christian. Look, that's so indignant. Oh, so I'm sorry. There's never been a novel with pubes in it before? Maybe what books have you been reading? Trimmed them and like pressed them in the pages. Like some ancient turn of the century like Londoner who hooked up with like Mary Shelley and was like, I have to save this forever. Oh, my Londoner. Tell me about uh, Lolita. Anyway, the original title of the book, when it was originally published, was All You Need Is Kill. Uh, All You Need Is also Kill. Also, a great <laughs> title. <laughs> oh, my God. We just got taken down for... Uh, for uh, no, no, because I did a really copyright good... Copyright. But also a great title for something and a great Bond title. 007, All You Need Is Kill. <laughs> All You Need Is That's Kill. pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. We have Paul McCartney come back and do the music. Uh, Even though he already did Live and Let Die. Yeah. He you mean the Guns N' Roses song, Live and Let Die? Was it originally Guns N' Roses? Oh. oh, that was funny. No, 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 they can't. Da-na-na. They did, they did do it. But 1973, Paul McCartney does it. 1993, Guns N' Roses does it. So, oh, I'm Guns N' Roses weren't around you before. Made, you scared me. I know. I know what I did. Did Paul McCartney do a copy of Guns N' Roses? Because I was like, well, he did it first. You mean Paul McCartney was in a band before he was in Wings? You, Wings, did, what a great TV show. <laughs> Actually, I, I hated that. That was show. such a bad I show. I love that I Paul McCartney song, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Will Sterling, you are our resident. I don't, I don't think you'd you appreciate me calling Homer. DC Homer. Because DC apologist, I think, is too loaded of a statement. Because that implies that there's always so much to be apologized well, for. But yeah, rather, yeah. you don't apologize for no, Suicide Squad. I love what I love. Yeah. No, well, you don't know you, but you, see, that's the suicide. true apologist will tell you, will fight you over Suicide Squad, even if they don't like it. They feel no, like they no. need to stand up for it. I watched that's it a second you. time, and I was like, this doesn't really hold up. The yeah. thing about Suicide Squad is that. I do think, like on the whole, if you take out a lot of the music and you make it a little less, oh, music, that music was so bad. I a forgot about that music video. Yeah, like the majority of it is like kind of mildly enjoyable. What they needed to do, it's was on the poster. Mildly, enjoyable. mildly enjoyable. Yeah, My yeah. favorite character was the one who uses uh, zip lines to climb things real fast, and then he fucking dies. Yeah. yeah. What about the uh, what the name? alligator guy? Killer Croc? Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's like, that's a great Batman. Alan Alligator? Uh, anyway, I love that his obsession was getting BET on the TV in his cell. Um, might, uh, be, might be racist. It was played by a black actor, so. No, I know. But the writing of it might yes, be racist. Yes, absolutely the writing of a racist. Like, I would not write that into a script like, not knowing who would play like that character. Like, Quentin Tarantino saying, like, oh, yeah. do you see a sign All that says dead problem. storage? No, yeah. because storing dead isn't what I do. Yeah, it's a little racist. We give that dude a pass on a lot of things, and we cancel all kinds of fucking people, and that guy still has like a flourishing career. Anyway, um, he's also a ripoff, but it's fine. So, Once Upon a Holiday, Suicide Squad. You thought it sucked? I agree. Didn't like it. I loved it. Not good. 
I don't like either of you. Anyway, cool. Sucks like the Irishman. <laughs> there are suck. things to like about Suicide Squad, Irishman, and there is obviously things within that movie where I can see like this could have been a better movie. Yeah. What it, what it needed was like a a like b- still on the ground third act. It didn't need <laughs> CGI and the city destroyed or Enchantress turning into like a giant monster villain and the giant fire guy. Like it needed like taking down a foreign government. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that's what the Suicide Squad does. But they made it. They were like, well, we still need the third act to be like a like a city destruction moment. It was like, no, actually that that's not this is that's not what's right for this. That's my it's biggest the opposite gripe. of right for yes, this. Yes, that's my biggest gripe with that movie is that it still ends as if like the same way every other superhero movie ends, which I'm also tired of. This just, is our super secret elite squad, and the biggest city in the country yeah. is being taken over by no superheroes. By Only these criminals, yeah. super secretly, are right. going to take it. Even though we've established there. that Batman is in this universe because he's in this movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not an apologist. I think there are actually things to like about Suicide Squad. Jared Leto's Joker, number one. Incorrect. Best. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Will Smith's Deadshot is actually very entertaining. I, no, I 100% agree. Yeah, um, that's fair. The dude who el- who t- plays Diablo actually does a good job, and I really love Joel Kinnaman who plays Rick Flag, and I thought that uh, Ike Barinholtz is the prison guard. Yeah, I Jay agree. Hernandez. Was it Jay Hernandez? It might have been. No, am I wrong on that? And um, who and whoever played Amanda Waller? I'm trying blanking on her name. Oh, um, the murder lady from from How to Get Away with How murder. to Get Away with oh, fuck. Murder. I can't remember her name. Anyway, yeah, good choice. So. A lot of little things to like about that. And also, both Batman sequences, very cool. Is her name like Olivia something or O, an oh. O name? Yes. Octavia. No, Octavia Spencer. That's not Octavia Spencer, you racist. Olivia de Havilland. It's fine. It is She's 102 years old. 102 year old living in France. So, so I am not a, an apologist. No, I can. I know when something's bad. I genuinely like Man of Steel and Batman versus no, Batman. No, no, I will and fucking fight people to the death. And I do believe that people will watch those movies in time and actually reflect on them. I've been saying Viola this for years. Davis is thank the you. woman you're thank speaking you, thank of. Thank you. Where did I get? But it might as well be Octavia Spencer. Yeah. yeah, sure. They were both in the help. Jeff, you racist. I'm yeah, a she, big made old that, racist. she made that white lady eat a shit pie. My no one. I don't know if anybody knows this, but my first exposure to Octavia Spencer and the reason why I still think she's the best was from a show called Halfway House on Comedy Central for like. Three episodes oh, I remember way that show. forever I ago. Yeah. She was on that show and she was so fucking funny. It that was like I was like, oh, this lady's hilarious. I hope I see her in more things. And then she kind of disappeared and then was in more background stuff and then blew up. And I was like, good for her. It's like you you see those characters on shows sometimes that don't last. That you're like, oh, I see yeah. that you had talent and you right. just got on a bad project. Listen, you take work. That's what I, I'll be. I've been on tons of bad shit. Yeah. Maybe someday you guys will say something about me. When the Wiltaraj is really going, uh, let's hope so. Yeah. And I can live in your pool house. Yeah, I would let you live in my pool house. And I can live in the pool house within the pool house. So like the pool house, the pool house will have a little pool, and I'll live in the pool house for the secondary pool. And yes, if one of us can be the Cliff Booth, yes, to your Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. character, I call, I've got a dog fine. that looks somewhat similar. It's true. So let's bring it up. Bring it back around. to the present yeah. to twenty twenty. Yeah. Birds of Prey and mm-hmm. the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah, fantabulous Emancipation. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's a dumb title. It was always a dumb title. We're going to criticize something. It was always a dumb title. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Did you, either of you guys watch the show on DC? No, Universe? I want to watch it. I have not yet. The, the animated the series. Harley Quinn show. No, yeah. I haven't. I, have, I thought you were talking about Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. 
Is there a Birds of Prey show? There was no. on WB many, many years ago. Not a very accurate representation. Was, was Huntress and Black Canary on it? Or Yeah, Huntress, okay. Black Canary, and uh, Barbara as Oracle. Barbara Gordon? Mm-hmm. Oh, in the wheelchair. Played by, oh gosh, she played Diana. Octavia Spencer. Or no, she played a character in Starship Troopers. Dina Meyer. Not Casper Van Dien. No, Casper Van <laughs> was not Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair. <laughs> would have been interesting choice. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Birds of Prey, the movie. Can sure. I ask a question? Yes. You may. Was Is Renee Montoya anything other than just a, a stupid comic book character cop? Uh, she's a fucking cool ass character that I really like who eventually. Is she related becomes... to Nico Montoya? She's not. How no. many fingers? I'm, does I'm she out. Have? I'm out. She eventually becomes the question. Uh, and I love But what question. is the answer? Whoa, the question I thought the question was a guy. It is. And he dies and she becomes the new question. Oh. And now in in the way that the rebirth stuff has sort of swirled around in insanity, they're both alive, which is great because I like both of them. That's interesting. I yeah. like that. Renee's cool. She's fucking awesome. She was just kind of uh, sorry. Let's continue with our assessments of the movie. Yeah, so, so uh Will's assessment of the movie. Yeah. Uh I thought it was not good. Okay. In what ways was it not good? I thought the script was very poor. Okay. Um, I don't think the characters learned anything really. There's no arc. Hmm. It had no heart. Not that every superhero movie needs to have heart, but there should be something. It's called Birds of Prey. I was hoping that like people would learn something in the end and like sort of give them cause to come together. The premise of the plot, the fact that Cassandra Kane, who eventually becomes Batgirl, aka Orphan, in a different version of this, who's a dope character, is like a petty thief who swallows a diamond, and that the whole plot of the movie is getting this diamond out of her getting so her to poop it out versus cutting it out of money her sure. like the the whole wasn't plot. the money there was there was information inside the diamond that would lead it, to money money information yeah sure that information led to more money uh the Bert you Nelly mean f- mo money mo problems mo correct yeah. yes you're right mo money mo problems mo issues um mo vaughn <laughs> It's weird because you Mohan. would think that, for me, if there's anything to be like an apologist on, and as the jokingly now, because there are recurring female characters here on the black cast. What are there? Uh, the resident black cast feminist, which still. I don't claim the title of being a feminist. No, but you're people. still more of a feminist than certainly Zia is, um, so that's fine. I don't think that it's a good... It's not fair for me to say like what is representative of women but i just think that if you were going to make this movie why wouldn't you try to make it good and it doesn't none of the characters were interesting none of them do anything like huntress only gets like 15 minutes at the end of the movie um they don't team up until like the last 15 minutes the bad guys really he's kind of funny because Ian mcgregor like has fun with it but he's not threatening. The stakes are very low. There are no personal stakes, which is why the characters don't learn anything. Harley Quinn barely learns anything. Something small. The hy- I don't know why there's a hyena because the comics. It, it felt like somebody. And I lo- the thing is, is I'm very passionate about the Birds of Prey characters as a team, which is led by Batgirl. So I'm already like a little bummed that she's not in the cameo. There's nothing about. They're not heroes. None of them are good. Harley Quinn is already a bad guy. That's fine. But we're talking Black Canary, Huntress. 
Cassandra Kane, Renee Montoya. Four clear heroes on the page. And I don't need them to be black and white heroes. I just need them to have more of a propensity and a shift towards good, which is the way that you bring Harlequin out of villainous and bring her into the center. So to that point, do you think that this movie would have been better served by having had more Batman movies and an established Batgirl character that they could then rely on to pull this Harley Quinn character's popularity, like rein her in? No, I think, well, here's the thing is you don't make a Harley Quinn. That's why they've changed it on the bill to Harley Quinn, Colin, Birds of Prey. What you do is you just make a Harley Quinn movie. You don't make Harley Quinn as part of the Birds of Prey. That doesn't function. Because those are heroes. And they don't have to be good, like super good heroes. They could be like the Guardians of the Galaxy and be like mild fuck-ups. But at least the Guardians, even though that some of them are idiots and some of them have different moral codes and different beliefs. And one of them is a raccoon. And one of them is a raccoon. There's still an element of like at their fundamental core, they believe in this sort of shared goodness about what it means to be a hero. You know what I mean? Like they all have that. I don't even love the Guardians movies, but at least I know they fucking function on that level. And I know that they learn things by the time they get to the end. And like... The base, to me, it's like basic storytelling. Mm. The watching this movie, and I think it's because I'm, for whatever reason, more precious about these Birds of Prey characters because I've always wanted to see that movie. Then, like, you could make a Superman movie that I actually hated, and I'd be like, whatever, we'll get another one. Like, I would just blow that off because I already have so much great Superman. So, content, if they did right? a shot for shot remake of Superman for the Quest of Peace, you'd be like, God damn it. Actually, I think that'd be great. But there's so much, Agreed. like, this is the first time we're seeing these characters. Some of them ever, some of them for the first time, like in a film. So like Black Canary has been all over television. That's fine. Huntress has been on TV too. Mild versions of Harley Quinn. Renee Montoya, not so much. Cassandra Kane, not. Black Mask, not. Like a lot of Victor Zaz, yes, and Gotham, but like a different. There are things about this that like could have been so great. But what it feels like truly is that they were like, hey, we want you to write this Birds of Prey and Christina Hudson, who wrote the script, also wrote Bumblebee, which I didn't particularly care for. So I'm wondering if I just don't necessarily like her writing style. But uh, it, it felt like they were like, hey, you should write Birds of Prey. And she was like, I'll, I don't know anything about Birds of Prey. And like, it's fine. Just, I don't know, flip through this book and then figure it out. And that's what it feels like. Like there is not at its core a fundamental understanding of who those characters are and how they operate. I'm not saying that you can't have flexibility. Black Canary does not have to be white. It's fine that they cast Journey Smollett, whatever her hyphenated name is, the sister of <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Um, they should have cast uh, Jesse Smollett as no. Black Canary. I think that that would have been the uh, the the repair to that terrible incident that sure. happened to him. That's what we needed. That's what would have mended yeah. society. That's the hero we not the yeah. hero we need, but the one we deserve right now. We definitely deserve Jesse Smollett. Um, it just felt – it felt like you can only – to me, you can only bend source material at your whim if you have a comprehensive understanding of that source material. You don't get to come in and be like, I don't know how this works. I'm just going to do my own thing. And maybe that's not true. Maybe she's very familiar with them and did a lot of research and knows. I just didn't feel – I just, at the end of the day, it got good reviews, which sort of bewildered me. And it has zero to do with – what bothers me is like a bunch of dudes now justified in saying like – see what happens when you try to make like a woke female movie like that fucking sucks because they don't the, that element of it is fine it's that at its core from a writing standpoint is not good so it can't be good and it you either make a birds of prey movie and you introduce Batgirl and you build it that way or you make a 
you make a Harley Quinn movie and you introduce tangential characters who will then become the Birds of Prey in another movie when you bring back like yeah there's a universe element to this that like I know they want to do these like one shot movies and that's fine but you have to have a little foresight and I think that I understand DC in the world well enough to know that like what it felt like was just like shoving different shaped objects into round hole you know what I mean like that okay it's not a euphemism but here we are um, yeah. Whoops. Anyway, not good. Uh, does not get my approval, and I can say that as a DC homer, um, super, super missed opportunity. Very unfortunate because I really like. That's one of those ones that hurts. You know what I mean? Like I want nothing this, more than to love this sure. movie, and I think it's bad, and that's a bummer. Yeah, and you know, you make the point about sort of there were the this. I don't know what to call them, but other than sort of the the bros of the internet that once there were trailers and like, yeah, Harley Quinn's not sexy enough. This movie's not going to make money. Right. And I, I don't think that any of the problems there are have anything to do with how anyone's dressed in the movie. No, no, no. I don't. I, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I found it to be fun and I enjoyed it for the most part because my expectations were, were nothing, mm -hmm. you know? And it's sort of like, it, it's a good comparison to Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like, yeah, I, I don't even, you have really, no fucking idea I even really know those characters. Right. I only knew Rocket Raccoon heading right. into that. Right. But and I just like, oh, I had fun. The thing that I that bothered me actually was Ewan McGregor because it was like, we already have a universe where the Joker exists. And I don't know that every criminal needs to sort of be that sort of insane, crazy. Like, and like Black He's not doesn't... as crazy as the Joker, right. but he has that similar quality. And I'm like, I just I just don't need to see it again. It's boring to see another guy like that. And not, I love Ewan McGregor. Not everything has to be just like the comics, but Black Mask is not even remotely like the Joker. So, like, as a writer and director, if that's the performance you get, you I would hope that you understand the source material well enough to be like, let's not walk into Joker territory with this. Yeah, let's and they definitely did. New and different. Of course they did. Yeah. Because that's also the studio probably being like, We'll just do some sort of variation on the Joker because that's what people want to see, like weird, quirky, funny bad guys. Like, I get it. It's interesting to watch. But I thought that that character was super misrepresented. And The only way it would have worked is if they did more of a storyline of, and I don't think it would have worked, what they were trying to do is uh, Harley being attracted to him for acting that way. Like if she was more sure. like, oh, I'm now confused. Yeah, just yeah. like Mr. J. Yeah. See the Harlequin story that you're beginning to tell, which is like, how do we craft an interesting Harley story where we let her find her her independence, the emancipation of one Harlequin or whatever. That that that's how you start to spin that tale. You don't do it in a way of being like, well, here's just like a bunch of nonsense that's happening and like. She finds somehow in the end, and then in the end, she found her. Like, that's how it feels when I watch that movie. Like, and in the end, she found her independence. And you're like, wait, how did we get to this lesson being learned? Also, way too much voiceover. If you need to explain so many things with voiceover, even if it's quirky, funny voiceover via Harley Quinn, you're not writing this properly. And they had to explain a quarter of the movie yeah. via voiceover. There's always also the in, – in every DC movie, I don't know who their VFX guy is, but it's just like whoever the head of your VFX studio is. Like you need to sit them they down like and be like, stop. $50 million less dollars than every other Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like there's yeah, I think the budget was $85 million. That's what I read. There's just, yeah. They're going to be fine, and it's not a complete wash. It's just whatever. The problem is there's always a scene where the entire background is CGI, and it never – 
looks okay. It never looks good. Like sure. th- they're in the amusement mile and you're like, oh, you're in on a green screen. Yeah, like you're I can walking see, in a green room. Yeah, I can yeah. see how not real this is. And right. that's a fucking problem. The, sure. the fact that you can't even take a second to put some physical props around to make them an environment to interact with is why your movies suck so often. Because it's always those scenes that immediately take me out of the entire movie. Like even movies I love, like Superman, um, Man of Steel. There's just parts where you're just like, oh, why are we in the whole green screen metropolis? Like, wonderful. Oh, you can't even just stand in a field. Like, you can't even stand in some dirt. They did. They shot a lot of practicals for that movie. Some of them, but it's just like there's plenty of other scenes where you're just like, what are you doing? They just they love their Man of Steel. Maybe it wasn't Man of Steel as much as um, Batman vs Superman. But well, the whole just, last sequence is like rubble, so they're just like, cool. This is all CGI rubble for sure. It just, they always have that in those DC movies. And but I'm an apologist apparently for those two movies. So. But um, I also agree that it's just like I didn't get the Black Mask character why he wasn't wearing the Black Mask. I get that they were like, we need to show. Ewan McGregor's well, face, yeah. but I'm also like, but just, but don't. Yeah. Like, Ewan McGregor, you're a good actor. Everyone knows you're a good actor. You yeah. have a very distinguished, distinguishable voice. Just fucking rely on it and wear the mask and be the character. Because the right. one thing I know, I don't know anything about Black Mask other than the fact that he always has the fucking mask on. Correct. That's why his name is Black Mask. That's like the one characteristic so of the, the character yes, that you the, refused the, to do. And then when you did it, you did it in a way that made me be like, why after everything we've done is he suddenly putting on the stupidest mask that we didn't even introduce in any of the other scenes right. to then go yell at a bunch of guys that he apparently doesn't know when in every scene previous he needed Victor Zaz there who seemed like his gay lover to like keep him in check, like holding his hands, doing this, like enacting his psych- uh, psychopathy, but also like keeping him yeah. in this weird thing. And then it was like once Zaz was gone and he was out there just yelling, you were just like, I don't even, this character doesn't make sense. He's just making jumps for no reason. So the fundamental problem is that he's the biggest star in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Like far and away. And well, besides I'm sure, Margot Robbie. no, he's a bigger star than Margot Robbie, period. He, you mean worldwide or just in terms of his body of work? Just, I would say both. That you can Because she's a more hot, quote-unquote, movie star right but now. But she's not dressed hot in this movie, and that definitely works against what you're doing. But he's bigger, he's better known. People who've maybe never seen Marco Robbie in something have certainly seen Ewan McGregor in something. So I understand not putting him in the mask from that reason. Sure. Storytelling-wise, you're absolutely right. It would have made more sense. But I, it's what, not like having Tom Hardy as Bane. You have plenty. You, you get fucking Michael Caine and Christian Bale. You didn't need anybody else. Right. But in this movie, it's like, well, you have Margot Robbie, but you're a bigger star than her. And then also, then who's well, the next? Who's the next biggest star after Margot Robbie? There really isn't one. She's you know, the only it's, reason it's that movie Perez, got made. Yeah. Way. Unfortunately. Or or Marie Elizabeth Winstead, who I thought was a great choice for Hunter. I thought she was good. I, by the way, I like that character. Yeah. I, I know that she's not. I in love much. that character. I thought it was interesting. I liked how she was awkward. I also like Rosie Perez. I thought that was a that was an interesting take on a character you've sort of seen before. I, I like that they played up the fact that like why does she always talk like she's from eighties movies? Because right. a lot of these characters do talk like sure. that. That to me the the fundamental problem is just the writing. I think that there's a not there's a there's a there's an obvious show of not understanding who these characters are and how they how this sort of needs to function. You c- again, you can bend and break the rules, but you can only do that if you understand how the world works. And it was very clear that it was like, well, let's just I don't know, 
flip through these pages and the Huntress gets family, they got money, I guess, and then they all died, which like there are stories where like the Bertinelli families kill all these different things. Sure. But then the, there's I thought that was like usually her motivation. Well, I guess basically. her family's not always dead, but usually her motivation is like I gotta get vengeance. Revenge. Yes, correct. Uh but then it was like, well, they were killed and then their fortune code is written on a diamond. Like the stakes of the plot are so low. It doesn't again, we talk about Suicide Squad. Not everything has to end in like this big CGI battle. So it was fine that the third act for that movie was like a car chase. Okay. Just who fucking cares? Who gives a shit? And then and then via voiceover, Harley Quinn at the end of the movie is like Black Canary and Huntress and 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 Montoya running around fighting crime. They call themselves the Birds of Prey. And I was like, oh, cool. So we just like throw that away in like 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah. that's oh. why, that's hey, why that's Superman the name of the movie. Four, the Quest for <laughs> Peace. Oh, that's where the title comes from. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I do think that the, the narrative of this movie not being a success was sort of pre-written because – the I and someone else made this comparison, but it, I think it's very appropriate that it had a budget of eighty five million dollars and made thirty three million dollars in opening weekend, so it's a disaster. However, Ford versus Ferrari had a budget of one hundred and ten million dollars and it opened to thirty one million dollars, but that movie was widely celebrated. Which, I, by the way, there are a few romance. Movies, there are a few movies that I give less of a shit about than Ford versus Ferrari. I, I don't like cars. I actually, I actually really like that. I got it. It's, it's a DVD at my house. I'm just like, yeah, I, I just can't. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like so, that. but it's like, all right, but it's $85 million. They're going to make that back in. They're fine. Worldwide gross is already over that. So. But does this mean that then they blew their shot on Birds of Prey? I hope so. I think, I think correctly that's what happened. Yeah. Harley Quinn will be in The Suicide Squad, sure. the James Gunn Suicide sure. Squad. Of right. course she'll be in it. Yeah. And she'll also, be fine. That character will show up in other things. She'll probably have the hot pants on next time. Just guessing. Did not need to be rated R. I know that. No, they... no, I, I agree, and that doesn't also help the box office. Box office for yeah, sure. Deadpool Marketing, needs to be rated R. Logan needs to be rated R. Uh, is well, there a... like a serious Deadpool? Could you there are PG thirteen versions. I mean, they cut one. Once upon a Deadpool, right? That it that that you could argue actually like most people would say needs to be rated R. You could stretch it to the edges of PG thirteen and still you could do but fine because Ryan Reynolds is funny and yeah. Also, I mean he's a big movie star. The mask on pretty much the whole time, and when the mask is off, fucking whole, scarred up face. Like yeah. leans into playing the character the way. Again, I think we've proven you star. don't need to do the face of your star anymore. You don't. If but it's a good movie. That's. You know, I think that look, Warner Brothers is very gun shy when it comes to all of these movies. I feel because like they've had a few. Fault again. They've been dis- it is. It they've really been disappointed is. by a number of these movies. Yeah. The biggest failure being uh, being Justice League. That's yeah. the one where they're like, no, that was supposed to be our Oops. our huge movie, and it <laughs> Which wasn't. Anybody could have called that a mile away. Yeah, but it's like they it's like they pick their nose and stick their finger in it, and then they're like, "Why doesn't this taste good?" Like, how fucking dumb do you have to be? Like, keep your hands out of. I it. don't know what's going on anymore because it's like I I feel like I can course correct this thing as a fan. You know what I mean? Like that's what a lot of fans would say, right? I it to me there are an infinite amount of ways to as your job as a writer is to make something work, and that. There are so many different fun and exciting and cool ways that you could make this function. 
and preserve the element of uniqueness. Like you get a Joker every once in a while where you're just sort of basically like an Elseworlds movie, but you can also kind of course correct and, and fix this, this timeline thing. And they're not no, like I don't, no one's in a room together. It's like everybody's on vacation at the same time and they just Skype each other. And then they make these big decisions and then they make these movies like, well, I don't understand why it's not good. It's like, cause you, nobody fucking actually gave a you, shit. You know what they need? Your guy. Yes. Your guy in the room. This is, yeah. Your guy needs to be in all those different rooms. Yes. And just make sure that everybody talks to each My other. My guy is me. And eventually then, yeah, I, there, there's just so much that like to do. That could be so fun and could be a lot of great DC movies. And it's nothing but bad decision after bad decision, except for Wonder Woman. And even though a lot of people didn't like like it, and I know that on, on the page it's very corny, Aquaman is so much fun. Well, Aquaman is a lot of fun. Yeah. And Shazam is a ton of fun. Shazam is also a ton of fun. And Shazam is exactly playing into what is good about that thing. And like there's some, some fucking somebody figured out one of the, the guy in the room was like, Hey, what about this? And they're like, you know what? You're right. And then that movie happened. But you know, what's interesting about all of those movies, those seem like the type of movies that, and I, I'm making a lot of assumptions here that, that more executives are going to be like, you know, I don't know that character as well. Yes. That, so I'm just not going to say anything versus which is I what, know Batman and I know Superman. And this I is will how tell you, you get this birds of price script Everybody in the room going, we don't really know these characters, including Margot Robbie, not knowing any of these characters. But let's just... It'll be fine. Throw just them in there. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, Black Canary has very little to do in the movie. Learns nothing. Has zero personality. There's zero this weird, growth. Zero... No character really grows. No, there, There's no theme. There's no... You know what I mean? Like... It started off like it was going to be better than it was, in my opinion. So it starts off where, sure. with Harley Quinn specifically, like there seems like there could be a theme of isolation with her. Like yes. true. you see her being isolated from everybody. You see her not being able to depend on anybody. Yes. And even the That's moment the where that culminates You have to learn how to depend terrible. only on you. Yeah. But even the moment where the, the true culmination of that is when um, the Mr. Whatever his name is, the, the uh, guy who owns the building she lives in, betrays her, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, I couldn't have cared less. Yeah, I who, did not care. I saw it coming, and I no, nothing happened well, of they any consequence. They don't give her, and not that all comic book characters need to have like a fair level of grounding, but she's she's a caricature. She's not a real person in any capacity. And I know that her backstory is like fucking insane and crazy, but look at I keep saying Guardians because Guardians is like a really great example of. Here's a team up movie of people you've never heard of building a team from the ground up in one movie and it works. And you open the movie with Peter Quill's mom dying of cancer immediately. Like I, my grandfather had just passed away and I saw that movie and I was like in tears. Also my mom died from breast cancer. So like there's a lot to bring to that. And so in the opening of the movie in three minutes, you're like, this is what's at stake emotionally for Peter Quill. And then you have that information for the rest of the movie in it's very true. little time. Yeah. Harley Quinn has nothing. She's not a person. She's a caricature. They don't give her personality outside of the Joker. Still dependent on what he made her. The emancipation, the real emancipation of Harley Quinn is who are you without the Joker? Who, what is your personality? Who is Harley and Quinzel before? Who is she now and who will she become? That's the story of that character in any that's writing like that's an arc if not even the whole birds of prey have to have arcs i would love for them all to have some small arcs 
But it's a Harlequin movie. You give her a A to B to C story that is told in a normal movie way. I just made a better movie. So yeah, it's not hard. The whole Birds of Prey element of this movie now takes place in about 10 minutes. And the whole rest of it is just Harley's background so we can actually understand her versus the bullshit one that we got. Where it's, it's like, my dad didn't want me. And he kept getting rid of me. And then right. I went to the fire station. Easy throwaway things. Like, None all of that, those are true If we had moments. really gone through more of those moments, I think we would have given more of a it's shit. Why, it's why this shouldn't have been a Birds of Prey movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. So you lean into, like, what are you doing? She's the big star. You could still have Black Mask be the bad guy. Yeah. You could still not have Joker. Again, you could have you the could whole, still incorporate some of those characters. The whole heist and the whole because everything that happened happened in no time, and that's why they had to stretch it out and do the story in the, the ridiculous way that they did. Because it was like, oh, so you do this, he says that she swallows the diamond. You went to the station, they ran away. He found yeah. you. Right. The end. Right. Like that's what that's why they had to go jump back and forth with Again, the timeline because like nothing so, happened. So. I know that plot technically doesn't matter. Christian has an empty beer can, and I'm like, that's all right. It's fine. Get me. The uh, so you mentioned so the the Joker. Is this movie better with? And let's not talk about which version of the Joker. If the Joker's in this movie, if a Joker's in this movie, does it work better? Because I feel like her character works best as an extension of the Joker, and no, obviously I, they couldn't have him because Jared Leto's not the Joker anymore. You're not going to put Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. You're not going to cast a third actor. I mean, it's not third ever, but, you know, third actor in this current era. You're not going to have somebody else be the Joker. So you're just going to use a little bit of animated Joker that you have at the beginning, and that's going to be it. Do you think it helps at all? And let's just not even talk about quality of movie. Box office appreciation of the movie, like, well, the Joker's in there, so now she makes sense. It didn't have to be in it a lot, as uh, much as I mean, he's in so. Would it have made spot. more money if the Joker was in the movie? Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think in the writing you need it. I actually think that she has had enough stuff done since she was created for the animated series back in the '90s through now as a character on the page and on television. Uh, to hold a movie on her own. I think the writing just has to be stronger. I don't think you actually need the Joker to tell the Harley Quinn story the way it deserves to be told. Uh, she just needs to have a story told about her. She, no, again, and I can't say this enough. Nobody learns anything, and what they do, it's written off very quickly in small ways. In the end, no, you don't have empathy for anybody because that's what Jeff said. It was like my dad kept throwing me out. It's like cool. That's not a thing. We witnessed the suffering of, and I don't mean to compare her, compare her to a male character. I just mean from a basically obscure character that fucking zero people knew. You empathize with that character in the beginning because you give them emotional stakes and you show something small of what matters and why it's important. She didn't have that. It was just all throwaway stuff. So it's it at the end of the day, like there's not really any value to this movie. People, I the fact that it got like a decent amount of positive reviews kind of blows me away. I think it's also because people are a little scared to criticize it because it is all female. You'd have to, you you have to hate this movie to criticize it. Like if you're indifferent and you're like kind of on the middle of it, you just like you know you what? Call it's, fun. It's, That's it, what I did. You're gonna what? I, I so I saw it and I was just like, oh, it wasn't bad. It was fun because it's not. I've said that about ninety percent of Marvel movies. It doesn't tell any story. It doesn't do anything, but it gives you. Here's some fun sequences with this, and here's an attempt to be fun with this, and here's a little bit of an interesting... Yeah. What's going on with those two? It's yeah. fun in that, 
but it doesn't it doesn't have any substance so beyond the uh, little like bluster of like hey you want to see this on the big screen because there's loud sounds and bright colors yeah and i should say that like i it it sounds the criticism sounds very harsh coming from me because i absolutely adore and am obsessed with the birds of prey and it is a huge bummer it's to have true. this his walls are littered with pictures of them getting <laughs> by tentacles it's stop fucking... it no the best is uh no when i was uh texting jeff about this the autocorrect turns it turned it into birds i'd pray yeah. and i'm like you know what that's kind of what the movie is it's <laughs> birds i'd pray <laughs> you know it, it right to birds i'd pray um, i do want to give credit by the way to uh victor Zaz victor zaz in the movie and i don't remember the name of the actor but the actor plays mindy kaling's boyfriend on the mindy project yeah i had no idea it was, was him. Kaylee said my wife my wife pointed it out and i'm like oh shit christmas that was christmas cena i'm like christmas cena. he was great because I didn't recognize him even remotely. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, look, there's some decent performances in it. Uh, it. Yeah, it's a flawed movie. But I say it, it was fun because I'm like, oh, I had fun. My wife liked this movie. She had fun with it. What she didn't like was Captain Marvel. And I know you didn't particularly like that either. A lot of people didn't like Captain Marvel. But enough did where it, it made fun. money where this didn't. Yeah. But. Because you didn't like it, I wanted to ask you, Jeff, specifically, compare this to that. Does one of them work better for you than the other, or they're both sort of like... Uh, I enjoyed Captain Marvel more, probably. Okay. I Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel works on more so of a many story. More. Yeah, there's yes. emotional Ultimately. arc for the character. Yeah. Right. They learned something. Like, it oh, missed... Oh, you mean writing? It missed a lot of things, and it didn't do stuff I wanted it to, but, but at the same time again a lot more happened i there was more growth i cared more i understood the character more like this just felt like like i walked away from it and the reason i called it fun it was like i thought i was like you know what i feel like i walk away from movies like this sometimes and i go i didn't connect with it this is for girls and i was like mm, maybe that's yeah. a negative way of instead i should just be like hey, you know what maybe i just didn't understand this like maybe what this is speaking to is girls who've been in abusive relationships sure. and that's sure. just something i can't fundamentally understand because yeah. it's a position i've Me never either. been in right and so that's that's where i put it to but it's it's as we speak about it i mean the reality is there is just the story's not there as much no, maybe i could see how it could connect with girls because if you feel like you've been a harley quinn at yeah. some point in your life or something or like you've been that beaten up I get you connecting with this character and loving this, like her showing like not uh, this, like I don't give a shit power, whatever thing yeah. that made you happy from that. Good. I don't think this is an irredeemable movie, but it was, it, I do agree. It, it is more like the more I sell on it, the more I'm like, I don't know if I ever need to see it again. I didn't miss anything. No. I would honestly be, and this, it makes me feel sexist to say, but like, I'd be more interested in seeing more about the, Zaz Sionis relationship like that whole not even like relationship relationship but just right. like the dynamic right. between those two characters was yeah. probably the thing I could have watched more of and been enter entertained by yeah there I mean yeah it, I don't want to beat a dead horse but like it's it's so rare I for whatever reason I really latched onto those characters especially in the past couple of years and I as when I write I for whatever reason, I think maybe loss of my mother at a young age and close relationship with my sister, very close relationship with my grandmother, I gravitate towards wanting to write female characters. I'm not a woman, obviously, so I can't speak to specific experiences and I can't presume to know that information. But I like 
girl characters. I just think that they're funny. Sure. I think the girls actually are very funny. And like, you know, like people are always like, female comedians are not as funny. Like I think the actual opposite of that, which is like, I've seen the same fucking dude standups forever that like women have so much more uniqueness and funny shit to bring that like, to me more often than not, female standups are more funny because the jokes are just wholly different material because the life experience is so different. I think We've seen the same dudes do comedy forever. So in movies, like I, there's just, Again, it's from a guy's perspective, so I get it. Like, I have to keep saying that as a caveat, but like, there's just so much to do, and there was so much room to play with things, and it ended up just becoming like a kind of forgettable movie that, like, even for people who reviewed it well, like, no one's really going to see it again. And I don't think no, anyone yeah, it really cares. It seem like people are burning to see it again. And, you know, that, that always hurts the box office. It's like a movie that you want to see again. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's what I mean. It's like you have an opportunity also. Like I get Margot Robbie like came in guns blazing from the beginning, from the get-go. It's like I want a girl, like an R-rated girl gang movie. And I was like, that's cool. This is not your characters. You're saying you basically want a female suicide squad. Which is great. We could make that movie yeah, by picking yeah. different characters. Poison Ivy. Yes. Poison the Poison Rogues Ivy Gallery, and Catwoman uh, and uh, Harley Quinn in the comics that I've seen. Huge is relationship. So much more interesting. Would have been super super interesting. Poison Ivy is the one who helps her break away from the Joker in the animated series mm-hmm. and in the comics. And it's more interesting, more interesting because Poison Ivy is is a bad guy who, especially nowadays, more so than ever, you can see her as sort like chaotic you're guy. nothing but an eco terrorist. So you're not even right. from a certain perspective, you're not even bad. Right. So it would make even more sense that you have yet another kind of questionable character like Harley, where it's like. Batman kind of likes her because he sees that she's not all bad, but that right. she just kind of falls to these tendencies. And that's yeah. why, again, that's the dynamic that they showed in the cartoon show. Right. And it's so much more interesting than what we got. Way more interesting. And you, so you can do the R-rated girl gang movie with those with a sort of rogues gallery cast, not with the birds of prey. Those are good guys. And I think that there's an opportunity when you use the the rogues gallery. It's fine. You can rely less on merchandising and certain things. I think when you use Black Canary and Huntress and Renee Montoya and those kind of characters, um, you sort of waste an opportunity for young girls and boys to see this movie. One, want to buy the toys, and two, have something to connect with. That's a group of people that they didn't like. This is the first like female team up superhero movie, which is great. That's a monumental thing. But now the audience is cut in uh, you get a third of your audience yeah i would say it's about right mm. why why is that the decision that was made i know that that's what margot robbie wanted but like nobody was will the guy in the room wasn't willing to sit down and be hey we either change the characters that are supporting cast so we could keep it r or we make this pg-13 because like we can't disservice kids who know some of these characters tangentially if you like who are supposed to be heroes you take that away from them. If they're all bad guys, okay, it's fine. Then you get your female suicide squad. That's awesome. I'd love to see that movie. There's but, not a lot in this movie where you feel like, oh, if you tone this or that down, especially the language, you're like, oh, the movie's not going to be the same. They say fuck a bunch, and she yeah. breaks that dude's legs. Like, yeah, it literally yeah, could blow have him up. At why the this end. was an R-rated movie? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think the the there's like the violence is a little bit more extreme, but it's, it's not like, like Deadpool. But it's so easy to fix that. 
super like, easy. You very easily get this to be a PG-13. I just movie. closed yes. my eyes for a bunch of scenes in this movie, I got to say, because leg stuff, I don't do well with that. Really? Yeah. Ooh, leg injuries well, make me want to throw I up. Couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't watch. was like, I don't like this rated R. Maybe squeamish. <laughs> I couldn't watch what happened. I mean, look, my I nose had, just started bleeding on this uh, topless 16-year-old next look, to me. I don't know what we, happened. We all, we all bring our personal uh, predilections to this, and I couldn't watch what happened to that breakfast sandwich. That was heartbreaking. Uh, I just was that bacon looks so good. Right? Funny enough, uh, when I thought that the hyena was blown up in the house thing, I was so upset. I was fucking. I, I was just like, well, why that did they do that? Reminds me of Mary so much. Really? Yeah, because just so the way it's it was funny. So like when we very first met Mary, the first thing Natasha did was stick her face in this potentially deadly dog's face and just like kiss it and then she immediately was like what was i doing but mary mary immediately was like oh kiss and yeah. like was super sweet about yeah. it and so when i saw that i was like oh mary yeah, it just <laughs> made me think of my dog so when she died i was i was really upset in the but movie. i was like she didn't die yeah 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 and it was just like well well why is the hyena there only to kill it so yeah, that was I thought they were John wicking me and I was well, like, that's the thing. Get out of here. Bullshit it, it was also there why? I get that in the comics like she has a hyena and some certain things, but like it was there to pretend like it died and then the end in the voice again via voiceover she's like it didn't die. You're like, "Why didn't the hyena play a part in the third act? Come back, bite somebody, do something cool." It had it why was that there? Yeah. Why was that there? You wasted the fucking CGI. Like you didn't have to pay a VFX house. Yeah. $4 million to animate that hyena. There's one thing that came out of the hyena that I will say I very much appreciated because I thought it was very funny, which is the scene where sh- we actually see her sick the hyena on him. Yeah. We see that she did give him a blowjob. She like he was pulling his pants up like she did blow him for the hyena and oh, then suck it on him. And I thought that oh. was really funny because I was like, oh, so she pays her debts and then sicks the hyena I on him. I missed that. I miss that too, but you're right. I'm like, oh yeah, I can piece that together. Uh, so it's disappointing, and our next big DC movie is going to be Wonder Woman 84. So you're saying that you're not just like with Star Wars and Endgame, you dedicate like four or five different podcasts. Not to, to this dedicate one. four or five no. podcasts to Birds no, of Prey. Not to Birds of Prey. No, it's for the birds, man. Uh, <laughs> it's good. That's really uh, good. I'm really happy yeah. about that. Wonder Woman 84, uh, uh, which I'm go- very excited about. Yeah. Uh, very excited. Uh, you go ahead and ma- have it make sense that Chris, uh, that Chris Pine's in it. Uh, that is troublesome, but it's comic books. And, and again, we talk about apologizing. Like I love the first one so much, and I think that the majority he's a force of this. Ghost, right? I think that the majority of this <laughs> is going to be like. My next age, Jim Kirk. I think the majority of this is going to be like so entertaining that like you just sort of accept it, even if it bothers you. Yeah, I mean, my my he's guess is my guess is he's not a comic book. My so guess they is find a way. My yeah. guess is he's not alive, and she like talks to him, and yeah. it's like a figment. You think of her so? Imagination. Yeah. I, I, I doubt I, it's real. I hope really? so. I because. immediately I'm like, oh, this looks like what you would have as your moral compass. Yeah. Of like, you need to interact with the world. Mm. Remember, there's people like me it's out fine. there. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But uh, yeah, be cool. She's uh, also she, the Mandalorian is Maxwell Lord, the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Mandalorian himself. The Mandalorian, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Pedro Pascal. Uh, that'll be out soon, though. Before we know it. This summer. Not a lot coming up between now and then. Really? It's not a ton of stuff. Yeah. Huh. Got new mutants. 
It's been, oh my been working on that for uh, well, yeah. they've been working on it. Natasha was on the show for three. This hilarious thing that happened maybe last night. Natasha was like, oh, "There's gonna be a mutants movie that comes out this year." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that." She's like, "Why?" I was I, like, "That movie was made while Maisie Williams was still young." I and can't. <laughs> I was gonna say I can't wait for like the fucking premiere photos where the cast is all just so much older than yeah. how they look in the movie. They're like, they made that movie like shot that movie like four years ago. Yeah. Um, I like those characters, so I want to like the movie, but expectations are not particularly high. I have, I, the I, fact I that John Hamm was in the it. movie and has been cut out. Who's that? Wait, what? John Hamm was going to be Nathan Essex and has been cut out for the reshoots. So you, they, oh. well, they the ended fact up, that they would do something like that. To be fair, they didn't do any reshoots. They were just really? like, they decided not to spend the money on it. Well, they, but they cut, I read, they they cut him out, out, and that's fucking stupid. Watch it come out like be incredible somehow but that would well, be actually awesome yeah I, think, I would be amazed look here's the thing i think not doing reshoots it's like all right at least it's going to be whatever that vision was yeah and we'll see like, what it justice is league. four years right. later you cannot do reshoots uh, for teenagers you you develop too much do you know how you're much? talking about boobs aren't you boobs yeah that goes, back to, our that goes back to our previous episode oh and this one even though we don't want to get too caught up on the Zack snyder cut it's like warner brothers you guys could have saved so much money if you just fucking just put it, would have, it would have made the same amount if not more, maybe more if maybe you just more. fucking put out that movie having just, like you didn't fix you made it infinitely worse well didn't you see there was an heirs cut of Suicide Squad, like Ayers had a whole better story for Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's what I heard. They had Trailer like, Park cut the movie, which is stupid. I can't, I can't bring myself to watch it, but I'm intrigued. You know, like what was that Suicide Squad? Cut? I would, I'd watch it. It was, it apparently it like exist, this, the, this. Uh, I think it's like Enchantress. The whole storyline's different. It's smaller stakes. You have none of the bullshit Good, city amazing. explosions. Oh, cool. And it's like more, what I fucking said. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more, and it's more like whatever the Huntress is, or sorry, whatever the Enchantress, Enchantress is doing, and she's like fighting against herself, and like her, her brother's more the baddie uh, in it. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds more it. interesting than what we got. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like it. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a more interesting cut of Birds of Prey, but we'll leave it there. What if there is? No. What, if there's, what if there's a cut? <laughs> What if there's a cut with another sandwich in the middle? Like she gets two sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, no. the sandwich cut. I don't know. Look, I'm just trying to help. Uh, anyway, I feel like we've talked all we can about that. And that means we've talked all we can about sort of anything. Yeah. Like, really, what else can we talk about at this point? Will, we've uh, done two shows in one sitting. I know that's letting people behind the curtain, but. You know, I think we've packed a lot into these uh, couple hours here. And there'll be more. I don't know when we can all get together again. Will, you're working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah. You're Dabney Coleman. Yes, yes. You kind of are, right? I love Dabney Coleman. Oh, my God. He's great. The mustache. I should do yeah. You, you should do the mustache. I did have a small. I so, have a mustache. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think that uh, Will Sterling not available during the weekdays anymore. This uh, well, just very early and much later. But not early enough. I mean, when I sorry, but too early. I said the exact opposite of yeah. what I meant. I got up yeah. at five o'clock this morning. Did you go? Did you go to uh, Planet Fitness for a pump? No, I went to the office. I'm trying to do my writing in the early afternoon, and I yeah. go to the gym on my lunch break. Oh, you go to the gym there, so you don't mm-hmm. you don't uh, go to the No Judgment Still Zone anymore. Still never been to the gym there. I still have my membership in the No Judgment Zone because it's only ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month, but I haven't been there in a couple weeks. 
Uh, this, uh, let's see, today is Wednesday. So I've been there three times this week. Well, good for you. Yeah, no judgments. No. No judgments. No so judgments. you just can't be a bodybuilder and wear a string tank top. Which is... No judgment, kind of, except you can't be too fit. That's yeah. the judgment. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good judgment, though. Because it's not good. So that's how I feel. It's except it's happen. Burbank, so like... There's a lot of super hot fit people there. Yeah, and it's also like back at the airport, Burbank. Yep. It's like you're looking at the runway. I've <laughs> heard a lot of a lot of grunting and a lot of weights being dropped. Nobody's ever sounded the lunk alarm. I don't even know that the lunk alarms connect. Functioning. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think it would work. I think if you were to do something like sound an alarm on somebody working out and your whole motto is to be like non judgmental, you are fundamentally wow. violating right? your ethos. Correct. Correct. Joe, say Planet Fitness needs to have some rebranding work done. Well, speaking of rebranding, it's time for a new I'm era. Fired from the black it's cast. time for yeah. a new era of the black cast. No, uh, but we'll have to figure out the next time we can all get together. I would like for us to catch up with Coltrane. It has been too long. We have yeah. not gone to the corner. Oh, we gotta go to the corner. We gotta go to the corner, see what's happening the in the Coltrane Corner. Witch. Uh, the end of Blair Witch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Will, we've uh, we've got an exciting plan coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll. Uh, we're trying to make lightning strike twice because back in last February, yeah, 2019, we went and we uh, we saw Kiss at the Forum. That's right. On the farewell tour that's going on for another year after this current year, it's a three-year farewell tour. Oh three years, yeah, three, but three-year three tour. Exactly. <laughs> We're uh, we got grand designs on going to the Staples Center, which is not a great venue to hear music. But uh, I've never seen a concert. I've never actually been inside the Staples. Sound Center. is not. Uh, you never been inside the Staples Center? No. No. At all for anything? Well, if you didn't go actually, for no, concert. no, no, I have for Dick Clark's <laughs> music. <laughs> Awards oh, the American Music Awards. American Music Awards. Nice. You attended the American Music Awards a couple years ago. I was saw. that the year that your album dropped? Which album? Your album was nominated for Best Newcomer. Uh, no, but I did see Kesha. Will Will and the Sterling perform there. Oh, I've seen Kesha perform. I know you have. Yeah, this was but this was a long time ago. This was this was. I'd only been in LA for like a year or two, and Warrior had just come out, so I think she was doing Die Young when she was performing. How do you feel about Kesha now? She's still your girl. Yeah. All right. I just don't, I don't know. She's she doesn't seem as active. Kesha. Yeah. She's very active. Uh-huh. I have tickets to see her in May. What? Yeah. Where are you seeing her? At the uh, Greek. Are you going with Bujenski and Ken? No. They went without you. Yeah. So you go without yeah. them. I'm going with my Beautiful. friend Rachel. Yeah, nice. I can't come. A diff- different friend different Rachel. Or? Different friend Rachel. Same friend Rachel. Not my ex-girlfriend. Okay, well, it's okay. A, it was a valid question. That is a, that is <laughs> it a valid question. Oh, like wait. A, uh, like sorry, to circle back to Birds of Prey, you saw it with your current girlfriend or no? Correct. I did, yeah. What did she think of it? Uh, third movie she's seen in the last she year. She was like, I was entertained. I was entertained. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's, all, that's what she needed. Oh, yeah. wait. Did she think it was fine? Yeah. Fine yeah. too. Well, then she talked to me blue. about it, and I was like, I don't want to shit on something that you like. like no, I no, didn't... she liked it enough, and it's like. Well, the black cast is like where I come to do that, right? It's e- Exactly. But, like, I was still, like, worked up enough to, like, be frustrated. Sure. And I let her borrow the most recent run of Birds of Prey, which was written by Julie and Shauna Benson, which are two sisters, which write for television and are also screenwriters. Why, the, in fucking God's name, they didn't let those two girls write the goddamn movie, I'll never know. But they're not only screenwriters; they are comic book writers. Like, 
Oh, you'd fucking think that <laughs> these. No, no. But instead, we'll have somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So it's um, a plan. That really, yeah. So, uh, but she, so I let her borrow some issues, and so she read like nine or ten of them, just to get some like fundamental understanding of who these characters were. And she was like, "It was different, <laughs> like than what I read." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Even in nine issues of this recent reboot of the Birds of Prey. You can not, tell. It's hmm. not the bird for a prey at all. Well, uh, Will Sterling, a lot of times I know that uh, when we're doing the podcast, we can promote the motivation report, but I believe the motivation report is transitioning. It is. It but is. not yet. Well, the motivation report? It, yeah. The what? Could <laughs> <laughs> say it again. No, it's <laughs> motivation report. Why is that funny? What are you saying? It's not really. Transitioning. <laughs> Yeah, I knew what he was going for, and it just uh, it didn't quite work. Um, yeah, I'd like to close the close the the chapter on the title. So you're not motivated format. anymore? Is that what that means? No, there might be still some episodes where it's called like motivation report colon this thing. That's just one facet of the thing I'd like to do. It's like a sandbox of creativity, you know. Because I did Superman Relative Dimensions. Still waiting for the sequel. It. It's still waiting for the sequel. Still something I'd like to do. I'd like um, to be cut from the sequel. Yeah, you will be. I would um, like to be cut in the sequel, which means I want to be circumcised. <laughs> I'll play a Jewish character. Uh, I'd like to just have a podcast about like a sandbox, you know, like to be whatever it is. And I think that I'm limited by the title, the, the motivation report, colon, a Christmas special thing or Superman. Like, that's stupid. To be fair, it has a really cool logo. With the bourbon glass and the glasses yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I like the logo for the motivation report. The old one or the new one? Both, yeah, they're, they're great logos. It's not as good as the Black Hat's logo, but that's because the Black Hat's logo is the Amazing Spider-Man logo. Yeah, you know who designed the motivation report logo? The same person, right? Correct. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's a friend of yours. Name's Michelle. Yeah, yeah. she's Steve a great. Dicko? She's a great. Steve yeah. Dicko. Well, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not she's the motivation a, report. She's but, a great yeah. graphic designer. Um, yeah, it's becoming. It'll be something else, but not yet. Do you have no. a sense of when is March? April? I know what it'll be called. I don't know when it's going to come no, out. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll so. be probably if I do it, it'll probably be an episode like once a month. Okay, I, I can't take on the commitment of once a week or every two weeks or every three. So like, you can't do three hundred and sixty-three episodes <laughs> no. of a podcast. That I mean, I took five hundred people listen to, and uh, Universal Music uh, complains and takes down I one did. of your episodes. You just have to plan twelve a year. When I was doing That's Motivation great. Report, I didn't miss a deadline for pretty much two years. I released an episode every two weeks. On to- this is like on top of all the other shit that I was doing. Then. I got surgery and I took a hiatus. I came back for a couple of weeks and then I just fell away from it again. I came back for a couple of weeks, fell away from it again. It's like the passion for that specific format is not exactly there. But also I'm very busy and because podcasting is the day job, sometimes the last fucking thing I want to do. Oh, I get it. Is another podcast. That's why we came over to your house and made you podcast again. I know. Yeah. I own, the, I own the equipment, so it's not hard. Yeah. It's not you're the one who said it. It's a very light ding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it wasn't hard. <laughs> it's a flaccid ding. <laughs> Erectile ding function. It's <laughs> great. Just keep going. Jesus. So anyway, at Will Sterling underscore. That's me. That's really where it's at. That's where it's Sondrella. at. Sondra Is it was it like a season one? Or? Season one's done. You can binge season one. Sondra, season two, Sondra what's LA on Instagram at Sondra LA. Season two, season two in the works. There might be a season two. Okay, well, you want to jump right to season three? 
Skip season, season two. four, actually. Whoa! Sonder dot the quest for peace. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm pretty excited. About that, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, at Jeff Duray, yeah. at Duray underscore Jeff. At please don't follow me. Yeah, basically. Don't waste your time. Fuck off. No, Fuck off. No. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, but you know, really, what's important? What does it come down to? Me at Christian D M Z at Bladcast B L A D T C I S T the Blackcast on Facebook, Blackcast.com. What are we gonna have next week? Uh, I don't know. Don't ask. But we'll see you next time on the Blackcast. On this episode, is Jean Grey talking about the things that she say? So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listening to Black. Met this girl, she smiled in my face Black cast in Chile to my place Had one beer, she brought a whole case Listening to Black cast Cops knock on the door and listen Black cast on, they think I'm Christian Cops ran off, now I ain't trippin' Listening to Black cast My point is, listen to this show Don't need me to tell you it's dope Rock so hard like Johnny Lithgow Listening to Black cast Oh yeah, that's the black cast, it's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. That's that guy, Christian, you rock! Alright, several taxes had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. <laughs> singing thing. Is there anything different we can do? Just do this. Mm-hmm. I'll lift you in. This is the button. Um, so is it okay if I just like pretend I don't understand and ref- her name and call her Cuntress the whole time? Nope. Shouldn't do that. What if she had acted like a cunt in the movie? I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> These are all inadvisable. <laughs> but what about Harley Cunt? Stop it. Harley Queef. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> I wish we could release any of this. Oh, that's all going at the end. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>